Hi, and welcome to Cage Off, a podcast where we decide the cagiest of all Nick Cage movies. Today we are talking about Wild at Heart. Will it knock off our current champ, Lord of War, to take the top spot and become Cage of the Hill? Two cages enter, but only one cage can win. The Cage of... I am your super cagey host, Aaron, and I'm joined today, as usual, by Rakan. Hello there. And Yuan. Yo. Right. Yuan! Uh, Tell uh, us a little bit uh, about a wild at heart. Uh, uh, um, okay. <clears throat> so, honestly, I, I, had, I had real trouble following the plot, but I'm going to make an attempt, okay? <laughs> okay. So... It's about principally Nicolas Cage's character, which is called Sailor, and him hooking up with Lula. Yeah, Lula, Lula. some woman. Like I'm trying to like put her into some sort of box, but I I'm not sure because you would think that she's some upper class woman, like from how her mother doesn't want her to be with Sailor, but then that's not it. And I guess it's because he's a criminal. But then she, like the mother, is also. I guess a cri- it's all very like if, if this is confusing for you, it was confusing for me too. Okay. Mm. Basically, the mother tries to kill Sailor and involves lots of people in that. Sailor was involved with the people that killed Lula's husband, like the husband of the Lula's mother, and also like so her, dad. her father. Lula's yeah, dad. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's also the the former husband of the the now murderous mother that is trying to kill sailor it's all super weird and complicated and and i mean it doesn't make a lot of sense to me uh in general but also the way the story is told is basically through flashbacks and it's a bit unclear like for example lula was raped by uh, was it her, her who was it uh, the uncle her uncle who's not really her uncle her yeah, dad's okay, friend yeah. or something yeah so, someone anyway yeah. raped her when she was like um, 13 i think it was um, and and it seems like she doesn't remember it, but as she's telling Sailor, uh, or sorry, as Sailor is reminding her that this happened, I should say, she has this flashback to this happening, and she was like, oh, like my, my, my mother doesn't know about that, but then we see in the flashback that the mother comes in and is like furious, and then presumably has him killed. We don't know for sure, but his car goes flying off a mountain, and, and we know since before then that... Um, mysteriously died. Yes, the, that, that, that she's murderous, right? Yeah. And so, later on we meet Willem Dafoe and he is also entangled with some people that are entangled with the mother that want to murder Sailor for some reason. I, I wish I could make this plot clearer than I am, but I can't. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there. I would go with the premise. Basically, at, at, at the at the base, it's 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 a love story, but then there's like all of this murder around it, and it's the entire movie is also on top of that, just layered with weird. Yeah, I would say it's a it's a tragic love story, where you know, in the beginning of the film, like Sailor is uh, the good guy, and he's trying to 
be with Lula, but unfortunately his mother, her mother, right at the beginning, like has an assassin or somebody try to go after him. And then he proceeds to bash his brains in. Or out, mm-hmm. would I say. His, his brains literally fell out of his head. Yeah. Like the movie starts at 11 with like that rock riff. Yep, and screaming <laughs> and... Lots of screaming. <laughs> lots and lots of screaming. Lula screaming, Sailor! <laughs> so, so, okay, so before we move forward and discuss mm-hmm. the things that you guys just started discussing, um, I want to ask, like, are there any specific plot elements other than basically it's a love story with lots of murders around it that are, like, important to... To let our audience know about because I'm I'm trying to think of something but I, I can't really They think Sailor saw the murder of Lula's father. And that's why they're trying to well, that's why she doesn't want them to get together because she thinks that he'll tell her. Okay. But he doesn't actually remember anything that happened then on that night. Oh no, he told her later. So, no, no, when he figures it out. But it, oh, okay. it, if yeah. they hadn't have sent people after him, he had no clue. Hmm. It was when he realizes, oh, okay, so... Like, when he puts her story together with what happened and why they're trying... And, and the fact that they're trying to kill him. Hmm. Then he's like, oh, right, so he must have been there. Yeah, okay. So I think that's the, the core sort of thing. So I... I I don't know. I don't know if you guys read anything about this film. Nope. Mm-mm. So it's, it to you. it's based on a book that is apparently very straightforward. It's a very straightforward, like, gangster novel. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and there's no weirdness or anything to it. And it's all very, like, by the numbers, apparently, from what I've heard. And then David Lynch came came along and decided to add all of the Wizard of Oz stuff on right. the side as well with the um the crystal ball and the the mother being the witch and the knocking her heels together and it's uh yeah so he he took what was a very straightforward film and kind of lynched it up a very straightforward novel and lynched it up and i think that as far as david lynch novels go this one's pretty easy to follow mm-hmm I didn't have a lot of trouble. I mean, no, as far I mean, as David I, I mean, Lynch film goes. Ju- just David Lynch fair, film goes, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just to be fair, I, I might be stupid. Right? Like, right. I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> open to that idea. But to me, this was not easy to follow. Also, here's my other, like, my, my biggest issue. I have a lot of issues with this movie. But my biggest <laughs> issue when it comes to... I don't know, like, the story and the characters and stuff is that I didn't really care about any of them. Like, I didn't find any of the characters likable. I think, and I'm going to get into that more later, but I I enjoyed Nicolas Cage's character and the way he played it. Like, that was enjoyable to watch, but the movie overall, I I didn't care. And that was a huge problem, I guess, for my enjoyment of the movie. Right. I mean, um, I, I guess w- one of the important things going in is people should know that it's, it's a David Lynch film. And um, 
like it's going to be confusing there are things going to happen and it's going to be it's going to feel like dreamlike in a lot of places and um i think i'm with you aaron um knowing it was going to be a david lynch film i think i was expecting it to, to be weirder and harder to follow and i felt like it was a bit more straightforward than the other ones yeah and in in Yuan's defense i will agree that motivation seems to be lacking a bit yes like why characters are doing things is not is often not explained um and other and, than the fact that they're wild at heart <laughs> which they say like they yeah. say the title of the movie several times and it's cringe every time yeah <laughs> yeah like so yeah like, like what why are they like when he gets out of prison they break a parole by leaving the state or the city like what why are they going anywhere is was it was there a reason given to that other than i guess they just wanted to get away because they were wild at heart i i i genuinely think that was it yes like she she was excited too because i guess her mother is controlling mm-hmm. um and so she wanted to get away too because i mean at least that's clear she didn't have a good life right right um at least not from the parts that we we get to see as an audience so I, you know that kind of makes sense but even then that's kind of you have to make the assumption like you have some clues but even then they they're not conclusive um why is he doing it because yeah. i mean i mean I, I also okay like at that point in the movie we didn't know if i'm not mistaken we didn't know exactly how deeply involved he was in criminal life before we learn right. about that later but yeah. at that point in the movie we have no reason to think that he is someone that would uh, bail on his parole right yeah he just does it so she has like a little bit of like oh that's so exciting and like maybe she gets a bit wet which is mm-hmm. another thing in this movie um and then she like she wants to leave with him, but like, why does he do it? He could have just not and served out the sentence. Right. Yeah. But I I think I agree with 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 Aaron. Like, there was no real clear motivation mm. uh, for, for the characters, so it, it, it left me kind of like feeling like, okay, why? You, you know, what I'm saying like, there wasn't like a MacGuffin that they needed to go do something. It was just like they were happening to travel. And then her, her yeah, mom was then, upset. <clears throat> they were together. And then they end up in that shitty little town in Texas. Big Tuna? Yeah. And that's where they seem quite happy to just chill. Like, they yeah. didn't seem to that they were made any plans to sort of move on from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so I was okay, kind of like, I mean, okay. The, <laughs> so so, so he, here's what it says on the, the Wikipedia's uh, plot summary, okay? So they, the, he heads to Big Tuna, Texas, where he contacts old friend uh, Perdita Durango, which is the right. daughter of the really weird lady that murders the guy that's interested in the murderous mother. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's you know, like, here's the thing, too. Like, like why is it like this? Because it doesn't have to be. Like, to me, it doesn't add anything that there are, like, these connections that we learn about. Because, like, the thing I just said where we learned that this um, Perdita Durango, that she... So so she's supposedly an old friend to Sailor. Okay, cool. 
And he's like, oh, is, like, is there a contract out for me and whatever? And she's like, no. Uh, but we, as an audience, kind of, we already know that whether you call the contract or something else, people are out to get him. Maybe she knows about it, maybe she doesn't. Later, after her parents, I guess it's her parents, because uh, the three of them are on a picture, they murder someone else. Okay? Then we see the picture of them, the three of them together, and you're like, oh, I guess they're kind of in on it together. Like, at least, like, if she knew about a contract or whatever, she probably wouldn't say anything for that reason. But here's the thing. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't add anything. Yeah. Like, why are you telling me all this? I don't really yes, care. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's not like, yeah. it's not like I went like, oh, it's like, uh-huh. That was my reaction to the picture. Yeah. And then yeah. I feel like you failed as a filmmaker. What do you think of the, uh, the detective guy that she initially first sends to find them? Um, that she's sleeping, that she, she isn't gone sweet on. Um, uh, th that's the guy that got murdered, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so like, what I thought about his acting, or like, of his character, his or character, his character. I like I, it was fine. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, it was like, why is he there? Even he just goes and he's, he's yeah, annoyed. But, but, yeah, this is then... kind. Of, this is kind of my point, right? Like, I don't yeah. care about these people. Yeah. Right. Like, we follow him for a while. He is obviously interested in the murderous mother. Right. It's a bit unclear what the mother's feelings are towards him, but presumably, at, on some level, she likes him. Mm -hmm. Well, she tries to get him out. Yeah, yeah, she tries to get him not murdered before he gets murdered. Yeah, but, but then she doesn't tell him why, which causes him to get murdered. Yes, and it's all very unclear again. And like again, this is my <laughs> issue with the movie, right? It's not my only issue. So here are some other issues I have. <laughs> I think I think the editing is shit. The sound mixing is shit. Oh, the score is absolutely horrible. There's so many jump scares and jump things. I think it's on purpose, though. Yeah, well, there's one point where yeah. the score is the only thing that is like, <laughs> oh, like, like he, he rolls up to the house with the whatever Durango woman, right? Yeah. He's, he's, we don't know that's what he's doing yet, but we see him roll up to a house. And as he's rolling up to a house, broad daylight, like very not scary, like the the score just goes mental for a few seconds, like as if like someone is, you know, getting jumped from behind by like some crazed yeah. knifeman, you know. It's like ah, ah, it's like that's 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 what the score is doing as you're watching like a beautiful day, nothing going on. Yeah, and it it doesn't make any sense, and nothing happens afterwards either. It's not like anything actually follows from that. It's just weird. And it's no a reason. weird rock riff that keeps on appearing every time. Yeah. Ha having sex. Yeah, or, that's another thing, yeah. Or the memories that just jumping, like, it's like, whoa. It's like he's trying to put you to sleep and then wake you up with sudden movements. And <laughs> he's like, are you sleeping? Don't sleep. Don't, you're watching a movie, man. You should sleep right now. Hey, and then you're like, oh, calm down. oh, and then you go back and you're like, and then he's like, oh, oh, you're about to fall asleep. And then like, and then he realizes that he fucked up like in the middle of the movie. And he's like, oh no, this is too slow for too long. Let's just, let's just up the score right here. Just yeah, random noises. Yeah. <laughs> That'll wake him up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> wake up. Oh. Like I, I know Dave Lynch is really into, was it transcendental meditation? And it really showed in that scene where William Defoe is telling or threatening or like hypnotizing um, Laura Dern's character and telling her to 
to say fuck me mm -hmm. in a very hypnotic way of repeating fuck me just say it fuck me fuck me and it's like almost um yeah like a hypnosis session and then she just whispers it and he lets go like ah, maybe tomorrow baby <laughs> not now but you know i mean that was like all right so so I'm gonna give this movie some credit too. Mm -hmm. Although it generally it was pointless and everything, I think that entire scene when Willem Dafoe comes into yeah. her her room mm -hmm. and it's all very weird and then it gets extremely uncomfortable. It's all very well done. Like that yes. was like excellent. I mean, I I, ha I hated it, but also yeah. loved it because it made me hate it. I think that was that my was favorite point, scene. Like right? I, I yeah. watched that one a few times. I was like, whoa. So yeah, like it's very powerful, but it's it's um, it's just there on its own. Like it, nothing really comes from it, other than the fact that we learn that he's like a horrible person. But mm. that was already clear by then, I think. I yeah, I f I felt like the whole movie kind of waked up when woke up, I should say, when mm. uh, Willem Dafoe walks in. Yeah. Mm. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, oh, oh, stuff's going on. Yeah. Um, and he was great like yeah. in general he was so good just his teeth as well you could just give an Oscar <laughs> give an Oscar to Willem yeah. Dafoe's teeth <laughs> uh, but I don't know like like the way he worked his face and like the um, his cheeks and stuff in so many scenes with the close ups it's so oh God. unsettling yeah. just the way like he looks at people and just both in the scene we just talked about but also like in scenes with uh, with Cage See, I thought was awful it... I thought he was unsettling before, but I've never thought I would see William Defoe in a weird stalking uh, bank robber getup. <laughs> With, <laughs> With the those... stockings over their faces that were so thin you could easily identify them, which is yeah. the thing I love the most. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, usually, usually when you put on one of those nylon socks, I think they're supposed to be tight enough so that, that they distort your face, yeah. right? <laughs> but here it's like, oh, well, it's still them. Like, yeah. And when you've got Same. such a distinctive face like Willem Dafoe, it's like you're not. It's not helping, dude. But it doesn't uh, matter. You're gonna murder everyone anyway. So yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Wasn't Laura Dern like? I'm looking here. It says she was nominated for an Oscar, but I feel like all she did was like put her hand on her head and say "Sailor." I mean, would you guys think she's like Oscar nominated? Well, it might have been because of that that one very sexual assaulty scene that we just talked about. Yeah, okay. I don't know so because because to be fair, out. that wasn't just Willem Dafoe. That was her too. Like they they both did that scene brilliantly. Mm -hmm. um, however, for the rest of the movie, I'm I, I I have to agree with you. She she didn't do much, and whether that is like mm -hmm. because because she's not a good actress or. Because David Lynch just didn't really care for her to act. I don't. I, I can't tell you. But she, yeah. she didn't do much acting, I feel. She was just kind of there almost as a prop in almost every scene she was in. Other than mm. some, some screaming sometimes. But I, I mean... Mm. She did say Sailor a lot. She did say Sailor a lot. Uh, but yeah. that's mostly so that Sailor can react. That's what I'm saying. Right. Taylor! Yeah. No, so, Taylor, you're doing it again! No, stop murdering people, Taylor! Oh, no! <laughs> so, apparently, in the original... Well, in the original Australian version, mm. um, the movie starts with Sailor actually having sex with the mother in the bathroom. Hmm. Which 
kind of completely changes the whole film. Yep. Because I, you don't know kind for of sure interesting. if they have sex or not. Well, I mean, they flash back in, in later on in the film and they show that they didn't. They like, didn't. she dragged him in there and then immediately started threatening him. But, right, but, but for, first, how... first she tried to get him to fuck her, probably so that she could break them up. By being right. like, oh, he fucked me, right? But then he didn't go for that. And then she started, like, telling him shit after dragging him into a bathroom stall. Uh, it was for me it was unclear because it, lo- it sounded like they were out of breath when they were in the stall talking but you tell yeah, me well that... i mean it could have been cut uh, yeah okay after okay that. well but the only thing we know for sure is that he said no i mean you're right that he could have changed his maybe like yeah. doing some uh, what do you call it trans- transcendental meditation what did you call it yeah maybe she used uh, that i don't know <laughs> it's like fuck wait, wait. me and he's like no and she's like oh <laughs> just, just tell me just, just fuck me Fuck me. Yeah. Wait, are you saying in the original uh, Australian version it was there, or was or is it cut out? In the original Australian version, yeah, the film starts with them having sex in the cubicle. Okay. Then it basically moves on to where the movie was. So she so, accuses okay. him. Okay. Okay. Oh no, the guy comes up and accuses him with the knife, right. and then they have the fight. And so, the whole so, thing is completely sort of uh, the whole context is completely different by that. Right. So, that. Yeah. And then that means that scene was shot, but we don't know if it was like meant to be in there or not, or left ambiguous in the other versions. Yeah, it's just the the trivia only says the original Australian theatrical release, so it doesn't say okay. what what happened in other countries or hmm. if that uh, shot exists on other versions. The version that I saw of the film did not have hmm. that. It started directly with the accusation. Yeah, hmm. and that knife attempt yeah and the knifing failed knifing yeah it's the worst knifing ever too it's like I, okay so if you're gonna stab someone right even if you're announcing it and you're holding it like kind of where your waist is because that's what you do when you pull it out of your pocket so you hold the knife why do you then when you're standing next to the guy go for a vertical stab Right, so you have to raise your arm up and then come down, <laughs> right? Because that's what he does. So Nicolas Cage can easily just like yeah, you need swat, to give the guy enough away. chance yeah. to to block your attack and then literally yeah, because because out. announcing that you're going to stab him and then clearly showing the knife isn't enough, I guess. <laughs> you have to give him some extra run up, and it's just yeah. it's terrible anyway. This part of the podcast was brought to you by knives and edge weapons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, howtoknife.com. <laughs> howtoknife.com. No, Sign up now for like, your free 30 day su- course. He's supposed to be some sort of hitman, at least hitman enough that he accepts the <laughs> I job didn't for get money. that he was a hitman. I thought he was I a guy. He, was he accepted just some the job for money. Guy that she gave him some money. I was like, hey, beat that guy up or knife him for me. Because she's quite manipulative. I just assumed she was like some dude that she knew that she could manipulate into. Yeah, she's like, if you, I'll have sex with you if you stab that guy. Yeah, yeah but, something but he, got, he got money. And he, money sh- yeah. he showed the money. He was like, oh, I got That's this right. money to, to murder you, right? That's and then right. like he flashes the knife immediately afterwards. And then right. and then he gets murdered instead, yeah. uh, which on its own was kind of enjoyable. But they had already started with... Yeah, that movie starts at before, 11. So, yeah. I, I thought we were going to be somewhere really fast. And then later on, we had like the, the, the dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dance is great. I love it. That's fantastic, and then there was another little. He had to. The guy had to make an apology for hitting on Lord Dern. 
where Nicolas Cage, you know, fights him. And then there's like, like a song. Like yeah, and then this... he sings some Elvis. <laughs> They're at a trash metal, weird. Bar. <laughs> yeah, and he just grabs the microphone off the stage. No, the guy throws him the it. microphone. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, yeah the guy on like, stage you throws better. him the microphone. Even better. And then, and it's it's like um like Kim pointed out, it's like one of those scenes where someone has this like um like power fantasy that they right. stood mm. up and did a thing. Mm. Except it actually happened, as well as far as you can tell. So it's right. like the uh, it's like the uh, that happened on Reddit. It's like all these yeah, exactly. incredibly <laughs> unbelievable stories, basically. Except we yeah. see it happening for real, I guess. It's, it's like this one yeah. guy hit on my girl, so I took him by the ear and then grabbed him and made him apologize and made him to him my apologize girl. apologize in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, I started singing some Elvis and everyone clapped. <laughs> everyone was clapping. I danced. Everyone <laughs> loved it. And then I've, I've been married to everyone for six years. Oh, <laughs> it's like, wait, God. what? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, the singer didn't even want to sing. He just gave me the microphone and I started singing some Elvis and every note was perfect. <laughs> everyone was clapping and all the girls were swooning at me. And Elvis, like, wait, what? Elvis rose out of his grave and he was like digging. <laughs> Was it, wasn't Nicolas Cage married his daughter as well for a couple of years, if I remember? Nicolas Cage married his daughter. Elvis' what? daughter. Lisa Marie oh. Presley. Yes, uh, it, must, no. it must have been oh. because of this movie, yeah. Maybe. Oh. Okay. <laughs> she must have seen this movie. It's like, oh my god. Yes, I want to marry Nicolas Cage. I mean, who wouldn't, really? Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, it's good too because she she really does look a lot like uh, like Elvis. Right. Yeah. Lisa Marie Presley, if you look at her. Okay. Did you mm-hmm. did you like his jacket? The snake which skin was jacket, which a was a symbol, symbol of his individuality mm. and personal freedom. Mm. I love how he says that every time. Mm. <laughs> and apparently, he must have said it another five thousand times before the movie started as well. You know, it's, it's a true sign of an individualist that you have to announce that you're an individual. How individual you are. Yes. I, I thought of it as like the script notes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah. The, Nicolas Cage was actually reading the script notes. It's like he jumps on the car with his snakeskin jacket and then in the brackets it's got a symbol of his individuality and personal freedom and Nicolas Cage was like reading that out. <laughs> David Lynch is like, it's fine. It's fine, whatever. I hate movies. <laughs> Like, what? Uh, wake me up when it's the next scene. Uh, uh, m- Mr. Lynch, some weird people have just walked on set and started squeaking. That's fine. Just let him go. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah. Cl- close up. Close up on that guy. Yeah, perfect. There are so many weird looking people in this movie. <laughs> Is that it's, it's one of his trademarks, right? He has. Yeah, like, that's a thing he does. That's he does that. Old, decrepit-looking, weirdly-looking people. But, okay, but okay. So, okay. So you put in weird-looking people. I guess is a good, good description of various right. types. Okay, sure. Yeah. Fine, you can do that. I mean, I various I don't particularly care. Okay. Yeah. But but then, like, why? It's it's like a freak show because he brings them in and they're on screen for like thirty seconds and then we never see them again. Right. They, they have Which, lives. Like, what's not the actors. Point? They have they have jobs. They have got things to do. No, sure. I mean, exactly. yeah, like, who wants to be in a David Lynch movie? I, I get it. You know, probably only there for the check. And they're like, can I go now? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I got what I need, you know. And it goes back to the editing booth. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I think he's he's got like uh, like a caravan filled with weird looking people that just you know rolls out in every scene. It's like okay, I want I want a short person there. I want P an obese P.T. Barnum. P.T. Oh, Barnum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. P.T. Barnum. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes, yes. There's something for everyone, especially me. <laughs> so I I don't know why he does that, but that's definitely a David Lynch thing. I did I did really like the scene with the mother talking to the cop who was on crutches and then the the old like concierge guy and then just in the background just some other random old dude i think he was the guy who was vacuuming mm. and she's like trying to find out where where her right friend guy had yeah because he, like, he cause disappeared to meet downstairs but that was when he got kidnapped just before yeah. he got murdered Oh yeah, and I really yeah. liked that scene because that was the right kind of weird. That was like, yeah, kind of funny weird. Just the situation, just the visual weirdness right, so of the whole thing. I enjoyed because the cops—he's just in crutches for no reason, and there's no there's, <laughs> you don't need to explain that. Something's happened, but it's just kind of like okay, that's <laughs> yeah, that's in cool. crutches. Sometimes, <laughs> no, sometimes totally. people are in crutches. I, and I, I have to agree, and and like okay, so now we're up to three scenes that we like. Okay, mm. do we have any more? Oh, I like loads. Oh, wait, hold Cause, on. Because it's, like... it's, it's like on their own, they're interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. They, they, like, they, they don't really add anything to the whole, right? But the scene that you just mentioned, Aaron, then we have the, the dancing slash singing Elvis scene. Mm. Um, and then, uh, what did I mention in the beginning? No, I forgot. The, the intro, the like smashing the, the guy's intro? brains out. I, I mean, I, uh, I, I oh, don't you mean like you mean the? Into that. I don't like the leading to that. Fuck yes, oh, yeah, that, the that's the one. Fuck that's the one. Yes. Yeah. I, I like it in in the sense that I hate it, but it's yeah. good. Uh -huh. I enjoyed the bank robbery. Mm -hmm. Bank yeah, robbery is fantastic. Bank robbery is good when they roll up in the car, like from the time they roll up in the car and like they put on the nylon whatever. Yeah. yeah. Everything and before the, that. The dummies, garbage, you dummy. There. Yeah. Yeah. Everything after that was fantastic. Oh. I, or, oh. What about the, the, was it the fairy witch, the good witch? That whole scene, like the whole <laughs> thing, and like him being surrounded. Well, I, I, I explained that. All right, so uh, he comes out of prison <laughs> six years later because he murdered, uh, or he was part of the robbery, right? And then they, they pick him up um, from the train depot because he's now out of prison. And Laura Dern and introduces her him to her son, to their Laura, son. Laura Dern son, being yeah. Lula, by yeah. the way. Didn't you guys th get Con Air vibes there? Not really. Because isn't that the same thing with Con Air, where he comes out of prison and he meets his child for the first time at the end of Con Air? His, his what was it? His humming bird. Yeah, but okay, but like in... <laughs> and he, in, in, Con, in, 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 in Con, Con Air, Air, he is, in a way, he's innocent. Right? right, and he's a stand-up guy and whatever. Here, yeah. he's kind of a piece of shit. Um, he's just wild at heart, dude. Yeah. He was tricked to being there. It's not his All right. right, they're not mutually exclusive, man. You <laughs> can be wild at heart and a piece of shit. Like it's fine, um, which apparently is right. And I mean, he didn't he didn't murder the uh, the, the bank people or post office yeah, people or whatever. They were robbing yeah. himself, but he was still a participant, and that was all on him. Yeah, just like the other guy, he his wep his hands are deadly weapons. He shouldn't have, you know, killed those people that were harassing uh, his wife. His wife. His wife. <laughs> so you know, he made one mistake in both in each of these movies. 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, point, right. is, point <laughs> is, I feel like the circumstances are very different regardless of what you're trying to say right now. I disagree, well, the, the, thi- the, the scene is almost the same. It's almost identical. You have the, you have ah, the, the, the child. I and don't he, know. And he, and he has a doll. In one of them, in one of them Rakan, he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, BB Grill, I love you so much, right? And in this one, he's like, oh, yeah, it's my son. And then he's like, oh, fuck this, I'm out. And he yeah. Leaves. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he pieces out. And then on his way, when he's leaving, he's um, some. What? What? Can you guys explain to me what happened here? Because I want to know. Uh, he's walking down the street, and like random people just like surround him. Here's here's the thing. Because yeah, like of, an eighties gang. Yeah, yeah. exactly. An eighties gang shows yeah. up. And yeah, it's, it's, from, him. it's from it's from West Side Story, right? It's that yes. sort of gang. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So so. Um, the way this was this was edited, I thought that the mother had ordered like a hit on him. Oh, another hit. Okay. Same. Toward... Yeah, I initially yeah. thought that again, yeah. right? Because she was super upset that they were going to be hooking up again, mm. and and the daughter was like dead set on hooking up with with uh, Sailor again. Lula, it was dead set on that, so there was nothing, presumably nothing the mother could do other than maybe right murdering him again or trying to, I should say, mm. yeah, murdering him again because he wasn't dead enough the first time. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so then these people turn up, but then obviously they don't kill him. So that was a bit. So who are they? Yeah. They're just some gang who wanted to beat him up and rob him, I guess. Yeah, but- in broad daylight. But then, I mean, I guess he leaves the suitcase. I guess now that I think about it, he goes running without the suitcase. Afterwards. I have, I have, I have a different theory, but I don't want, I want to hear your take. Robbers. Okay. No, I don't have anything to add. Go rock on. Okay. Okay. So it's quite obvious that those are her guardian angel or people or gang that look after her, because uh, he left her and walked away, and then they beat some sense into him. <laughs> oh my god! Think of it. So it's okay. like, right? Because that's the only thing that makes sense, right? So he's leaving, and they all stop him from leaving. Oh, punch him! The Munchkins from Wizard of Oz. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. Then I, the I, Good Witch appears. Yes. Because I was like, I, I don't know the reference. This must have something to do with the Wizard of no. Oz. I don't think so. Okay, because it has to do something with Wizard of Oz. No, the Wizard up. of Oz stuff was so bolted on. Okay, so they, they punch him, and then after he gets up, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I called you guys homosexuals. He's like, have you had enough? Like, implying, He like, says, okay, yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> you know, I learned my lesson, which is not to leave Lula. What is the lesson he's learned? That he has to go back to Lula. And they have accomplished... That their goal, yeah. their goal by punching him. So they clearly had a goal set, right, which was to to send him back to Lula. And then obviously the the, the good witch comes down and you know talks to him. That was so, fucking bizarre. Alternatively, she's like she already foresaw this as a possibility, and she talked these guys into beating him if she, oh, he left. Yeah, that, that would be something. We have absolutely no evidence of this, by the way. I'm just so, wait, was a good it witch the, the same actress or is it different? As who? Uh, as the as the mom? No, no just a diff- okay, okay, okay. No. I, I just thought it, w- it would have been funny if it was uh, for, for a second, yeah. But then the mom disappears. Yeah, the mom gets water splashed on her from she's the evil witch. C- does she cry? How does she get the water splashed on her? The 
On the photo. Up. Yeah. Luna right. splashes her drink at the photo. At the photo, right. And the photo disappears. Yes, mm-hmm. and the photo disappears. And Does the, the mom screams. also disappear? And the mother screams, yes. Well, the mother f- figuratively disappears. And <laughs> that she's been defeated. Right. The photo literally disappears. <laughs> right. Because it's a David Lynch film. Yeah. So... So she's an evil witch that's... So yeah. apparently... Apparently, spoilers from the Wikipedia. Mm. Uh, the the woman that plays the mother in this movie is uh, Laura Dern's actual mother. Oh. Okay. Mm. Which I wouldn't have guessed, but apparently. Okay. Okay, so that's, that's gotta be weird. Okay. Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> Did she have like a wig the entire time? Like her hair was really big. And weird. But no, just me. Okay. Moving on. I, I don't know. Moving I, on. Uh, Moving on. Also, yeah. uh, you know the rules, Rakan. No wig talk. No. Wigs. <laughs> <laughs> don't acknowledge it. Just moving on. <laughs> it, it felt also weird. Like they felt like a middle class family, you know. And I mean, I got the oh. impression they're just a gangster family. A gangster family. Okay. And they they murdered the father for whatever reason, and then had basically left them alone after that but she still had ties to the gangster people including that old dude with lots of topless women around him right Can't remember yeah. his name <laughs> he couldn't have us it wasn't a single shot almost he had to have topless women in every scene that he was in that was in his contract yeah <laughs> yeah he was like i'll be in your movie david but i need boobies that's my one rule <laughs> I have movies in every scene I'm in. Oh my god. And there was some John Wick action as well. With the silver coin to hire the assassins. And it was so stupid. You don't actually pay them, you just uh, give them a silver dollar. Yeah, so fucking stupid. You know, it's funny. When, when whoever said it on the phone, like, put two two silver dollars like in the, the mail whatever and something mm. i i thought that was code for two bullets for two separate people that's what i thought <laughs> yeah and then you know like a few minutes later you see the actual silver dollars like there's close-ups when they've gone through the mail and it's just i'm i'm like oh no because i realized then that this is a very unspectacular movie <laughs> Really, I'm serious. It's at that moment that I realized that it's not going to get better than this. This is what I'm going to get. And I'm going to try to follow along, but it's probably not going to happen because already by that point, it's like, oh, uh, oh, uh. And then you get like these kind of good scenes that we already talked about. Like, and you're like, you get some enjoyment out of those, like in like isolated. But as a whole, I, uh, oh, and the score and the editing and the, ugh. And the fucking unnecessary flashbacks and just <laughs> fuck this movie. And you get uh, you get Crispin Glover for some reason. I didn't tell me, realize. Tell me why? Why is he here? I was tell waiting me. for him because I saw him in the credits, and it wasn't until halfway through his little bit that I realized it was him. Wait, so I was kind of disappointed. He's Michael J. Fox's dad in Back to the Future. And oh, okay. He yeah. was the story that she tells about her 
is it his is it her uncle someone no her cousin the who guy. thinks that no not the rapist guy it's her cousin oh. who thinks that the aliens are coming after him holy shit with, with the cockroaches the cockroaches and everything yeah i for fucking forgot about that that was Completely. Crispin Glover. and that's and that was not related weird... to anything else it's no. just a little like Crispin Glover was like hey David Lynch I want to be in your movie <laughs> I want you to make me stick a cockroach up my ass and David yeah. Lynch was like done it, it, it really has these weird surreal scenes like just tied together like each each scene could just be its own like invented short film I, I, I would think and then you just Maybe, almost, but like yeah. the, the problem here is that I feel anyway is that even those scenes, even if we, uh, even if we accept that they don't serve a higher purpose for the movie, you know, they don't really further anything. I don't think they were very good, hmm. right? Like that's not the scenes that we have been talking about that were good. Like it's not about like Dell apparently, which is Crispin Glover's character. Right? Right, yeah. That did nothing. It's like, because for me as a viewer, I was going, okay, uh-huh, okay. And then I'm expecting some sort of, you know, payoff later. Like something that harks back to that. Or But there's nothing. It's just a thing that they talk about. And you have these kind of flashbacks. Or it's not even flashbacks, I guess. It's more like a look into the life of Dell as Lula is telling the story of him. And, and for what purpose? What's the point? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take your silence as there is no point because <laughs> yeah, that's no the problem point. with the movie. So, um, let's talk about the main character, the main actor of this film, I guess. Um, Nicolas Cage. But first, let's have our 60 seconds of Cage. Hey, my snakeskin jacket! Thanks, baby! Did I ever tell you that this here jacket represents a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom? About 50,000 times. You fellas have a lot of same power E had. Y'all know this one? Treat me like a fool. Broke 200 miles back when we burned Portagee County. And I remember she, she looked back over her shoulder at me and, and said, um, I won't suck you. Don't ask me to suck you. <sighs> that kind of money get us a long way down that yellow brick road. But God damn it, Bobby, this better go real smooth. You understand me? enough asshole yes I have and I want to apologize to you gentlemen for referring to you as homosexuals I also want to thank you fellas you've taught me a valuable lesson in life Lola! <laughs> oh that was great right uh, what did you guys think of uh, Nicolas Cage's performance in Wild at Heart? Rucka. Right. Uh, I think it wasn't remarkable at all. 
I mean, I really was like ready for this like amazing performance uh, at the start of the film with the the murder or self defense murder and then the crazy the dance. pointing. Yeah, he points at the mum at the end of that scene. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be great. This is so this is, this is Cage at eleven. I'm, I'm I'm really happy. But then I feel like most of the movie he's not even there. It's about the mom and like the murder guy Santos, the gangster and the detective, and then William Defoe trying to like be rapey with his girl with his girlfriend. And then he's it's like you don't get enough Cage, and also when he's there, he's kind of like just like. Okay, when are we gonna go dancing? And he's got this yeah, he really gold. wants to dance that guy. Yeah, he really a wants lot. to sing, sing Elvis and dance. And yeah, like his accent's almost Jack? as bad as the one at um, Conair. Is he doing like an Elvis impression the whole time? He's or trying what to is, do what an is... Elvis impression, but I feel like he slips yeah. in and out of it. Yeah. So he's, he's trying he to be a cool, cool Elvis, I guess. Um, so yeah, that that is my thoughts on 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 Cage, on this movie. Like, it's weird that he's in a David Lynch film, like Nicolas Cage and David Lynch movie. It's but it happened so long ago, so I guess yeah, it, it's weird to think about that he's in. A David yeah, the Lynch film is thirty years old now, so yeah, and um, was that one of his earlier movies? Was this before? Mahan Drive? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so this must have like put him kind of on the map. Because you had no, Razor Lost Head. Highway came out after this. And Lost Highway is the one that I think was his first the commercial sort of popular success? film. And then okay. and then it was Mulholland Drive really, okay. really catapulted him up. Yeah, so it's, it's so. before the David Lynch that everyone knows about. And it's, it's him with Nicolas Cage. And then the, he won a Palm d'Amour. Amor, what's that award called? And can. Don't ask me. Yeah. Like the, the, the most coveted I'm with, filmmaker. Der, oh, I'm with David Lynch. I hate films. So. Yeah. No <laughs> so so he, he, won, he won that for this movie. Um, but yeah, it's weird. That, that this is like his performance. And yeah, I, I didn't like it. I don't think it... It's gonna, it's gonna compete against uh, Lord of War. Uh, that, those Josh, are, that's my. <laughs> Josh, keep that to yourself. Yuan, how did you feel yes. about Cage's performance? So, um, I I really enjoy Cage's performance in this movie. I, I guess I'm gonna have to agree with Rakan that he wasn't, he he didn't have that much screen time, I guess. But he had enough, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a bit unfortunate that Cage started at like maximum Cage in the very beginning, <laughs> exactly. yeah, and then yeah. and then we kind of never really got back to that level of Cage. Um, but I, I still feel like th- there was a lot of range. Um, Cage gave a really really good performance. Um, we'll see if he takes the uh, the uh, Cage of the Hill if he takes the top spot or not. But um, mm. But yeah, I, I, it was good. I, I like Cage's performance. I um, it's just too bad that the movie overall just was ass. I that's really unfortunate, considering his performance. 
Yeah, I'm, I think I'm exactly in line with you guys. I thought he was pretty good, but at the same time... I, the one thing I will disagree is I, I think he got a lot of screen time. Okay. I think, Rakan, you might be slightly misremembering exactly how much of the film he's in. Because it cuts to him a lot, but like you said, he doesn't do a lot in that middle chunk. Like, not a lot of, like, noteworthy stuff. Okay. So there's a lot of them driving yeah, in the okay. car for a bit. Yeah. And then it will cut back to the other characters. And then it will cut back to them, and then there'll be a flashback. Oh my god, so, you mentioned... Yeah. So there's lots of, like, coming and going from them not doing particularly exciting things until they get to Big Tuna or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, then it kind of starts picking up again. Um, yeah, I liked him. I liked him a bit, but he was kind of, sort of. Him and Laura Dern were very much the straight characters in a David Lynch film. Because every time something random happened, they would react to it as, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. So when they had that dude in the bar who just made the weird quacking noises, <laughs> they're like, what the hell is going on? But no one else is reacting. Everyone else is like, oh, yeah, this happens every day. So it's hard to be cagey when your job is to almost be the Street audience's man. like viewport into mm. the weirdness that's happening. Mm. You have to be a little, you have to be mostly kind of on the level. But I think he he still manages to to work some some caginess in, like in the in the robbery he gets a bit weird when he's psyching himself up and stuff. Oh yeah, for like a few seconds. Yeah, yeah for just a little bit, and at the start, and when he really wants to dance. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that entire, as we already mentioned, the entire dance floor scene. When they're dancing and he's um, forcing the guy to apologize and then singing some Elvis, like that's—I don't know—I I felt like there was a lot of cage in that. Yeah, now, there was. That was a good scene. Now it doesn't carry through the entire movie, and I—I I, I think you're very right, uh, Aaron, in that like kind of the middle part of the movie, there isn't that much happening, and then we have this scene that we already mentioned with, with Willem Dafoe. That's kind of more crazy. Yeah, and I feel anything like, Cage does, I guess. If, yeah, mm-hmm. if there was anyone who had a good performance, I would say it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Like, every time he's on, on the screen, it was, it, yeah, he was great. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess with that contrast in mind, yeah. He, he was really being outshined. Yeah, again, like, this is something that we've seemed to hit in the last few movies we've seen. Yeah. Is Nicolas Cage is good, but he's with characters who almost out-cage him, mm. with actors who, who are stronger i would say um Mm -hmm. but i mean this was an early role for him so it's understandable it's like you 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 take someone like willem dafoe and put him in that role as i can't remember his name now the the bad guy creepy tooth mctooth guy (laughs) creepy mctoothinson um yeah put him in there uh, because you want someone you know has the chops to be able to pull that off and Nicolas Cage is almost like a kind of conventional actor at this point. Right. Oh my god, I just remembered the uh, the accident scenes. Yes. What Actually, was the I point wanted to bring of that? Up. The thing I so I mentioned 
while we were watching this that there's a lot of random scenes that feel like they were put there just because they're random. It feels like Chekhov's anti-gun. But the <laughs> the crash scenes the crash scenes are yeah. different. I feel like there's sh- there's a point to them. I just don't know what it is. And, uh, because there's yeah. two of them and they're done so Three? the the movie the movie is screaming at you. I have a point. There's a point to this, <laughs> yeah. right? But then doesn't communicate what that point is. Not at that time or at any later time. Hey, dude, the same thing happened to me last year. Okay. Should, I I thought about it, it was two, but then you see a crash a third time as well. Uh, when he's running back, and that's what causes uh, allows him to catch up because of the crash. Oh, okay. I think so. That must be it. So, is, is so the, point... the crashes are good for them. Yeah. Like, hey, some people's misfortune is your fortune? Is Though they don't the get point? any benefit from the first one, where the girl dies on them. and Yeah. I don't know. They they get to slow down and think things through. And, <laughs> like, if you want to be really, you know, maybe that's yeah. why she kept the baby. Because yeah. life is precious. You know, none of this is properly communicated in the movie but if you wanted to shoehorn it in you could <laughs> yeah you could just do that and then the second time where she they're driving together her and her son and she's like oh don't look the crash and then okay and then it just cuts away it's like what what was the point of that because <laughs> it was funny <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was. The, it was legit. It was that was actually a legitimately funny part. Of happened the film. to me last year. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like dying on the ground, and the dude's in the wheelchair. It's just like, oh man, the same thing happened to me last year. Yeah, and he's like, he's trying to raise his arm, but like he obviously doesn't have the motor skills to do it anymore. Oh. It's like, okay, <clears throat> that was so weird. Yeah, there was like weird random stuff for sake of random. I, th- I think we're just desynthesized now. To desynthesized. This. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, okay, so go- going back to Kate, right? Like, it's p- probably not his strongest performance. But like I said, I still really enjoyed it. Like, there are many right. scenes in this where he is in that are enjoyable and interesting. Um, it is still, like, I-, I feel like it's worth mentioning again. It's still a really bad movie. Mm. But... Some scenes are really good, and Cage's yeah. performance is good. Yeah. As is Willem Dafoe's performance, yeah. as we have talked about. And Crispin Glover. Yes, for like right. the minute of screen time that he has. Mm-hmm. So, right. Aaron? We don't really have anything else to add then, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like to... what, what spot does he take and stuff like that? Like, Not, <laughs> yes, I mean about... <laughs> Oh, about okay. his performance in this film I'm, I'm just going to show myself out that. okay <laughs> I, I mean you, you should be able to read the is it is it worth uh, substituting Cage for someone else in this film oh yeah our favorite oh my yes fa- I forgot oh, about this oh yes yes good good I'm glad you have some can, notes can you think so of someone who would fit if, if you had to kick Nick Yes, Who my favorite segment. would you put in, in this place? Hmm. Other All than right, Arnold so, Schwarzenegger, so we, we... who is always the, the <laughs> top <laughs> Always a contender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, who 
who fits in this role where like really okay. it doesn't really require Crisp, a cage? Crispin Glover, I hear from behind me. <laughs> Wait, who is it? For, and then for, Nicolas for, for Cage the could do the weird little vignette. Oh with yes. The cockroaches. Oh my god. Wait, who did we have for um, the Rock? We uh, had uh, the guy. What's his uh, name? Gross Point. Uh, Gross sorry? Point. The bank guy. The guy with the boombox. Yeah. The boombox guy. What's his boom name? Boombox guy. God damn it. Whatever. Not <laughs> Melkovich. He was in being John Melkovich, but he wasn't Melkovich. No. Uh, Joel Cusack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, John Cusack. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was weird. Well, he, he would not fit in this one. No. no, no. He would be terrible. No. So not, not, not Cusack. Um, um. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe Val Kilmer? Oh, that's strong. You can bust time and space. You can pull people from. They don't okay, have okay. to have been popular at uh, nine, in 1990. You could take a contemporary actor and slot them in if you want. Okay, I'm thinking. Okay, it's, uh, but I was thinking of 1990. Um, uh, what's that movie where uh, Hunter S. Thompson film? Uh, Price Johnny Caribbean Depp. Guy. Johnny yeah, Depp. Okay. Yes. Yes. You, you no, it him. doesn't feel like a death movie. No, no. He's, like he's weird and wacky, and let's go dancing. I could see Johnny Depp. Johnny, yeah, he wasn't at that point in 1990. But if you took, oh. if you okay. took the um, Hunter S. Thompson Johnny Depp and put him in there, yeah. Mm. No, no, okay. I'm like not feeling Nick, it. Not I see, I either. see your point, but I don't yeah. agree. I, I what, if we, what if you take well. someone else? Like we have Arnold, right? But what about someone else that can't talk? What about Sly? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go well, dancing. Oh, I think you're right. <laughs> it's probably James Dean, is it? So, so James Dean. James James Dean would probably have. What about Elvis? Well, Marlon Brando. <laughs> Marlon Brando could as well. Thank you. Or Tim. Elvis. Yeah, Elvis or Marlon Brando. Yeah, that would be perfect. So, if we so basically from- any... Uh, uh, no, not any, but he, he should have been played by a zombified 50s, 60s actor. Right. But if, if but if, that's kind of cheating because he's trying to emulate that. So I would say anybody in time, time and space, you know, um, after 1980s, uh, I, I would have to. But yeah, if we're cheating, I would say Marlon Brando or Elvis. But what if we what if we go with like somewhere completely different and we go with like uh, Jason Statham? <laughs> <laughs> then it right? becomes like, like a transporter. The, yeah, like you make the yeah. fighting scenes and everything like really intense, and all the dialogue scenes really stiff because that's not what he does well anyway. I don't know. I had a backup who was perfect, but I was like, oh, let me. Mention, uh, oh god, now who's who was my backup guy? I completely forgot. Oh well, it's gone forever now. <laughs> you had a backup guy, but then he had to go back up someone else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. But yeah, if we're, if we're kicking Nick, what was yours, uh, Aaron? I don't have one, actually. Oh, okay. I would substitute Nicolas Cage from 2020. <laughs> 2020 Nick Cage. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't. No, but it's it's difficult because I feel like 
it's it's hard to imagine the movie being the same with another actor so it would have been different but then it's it's really difficult to say like would that different have been better or worse i mean like if you put in john cusack i'm very sure it would have been worse but but like who would have been better who would have given a better tone like if you put in sly like I mentioned, it would be a very different movie. Exactly, yeah. But but it might also have been a better movie. Like, it might have been a more enjoyable with Sly and then the weirdness and the singing. And, like, you know, I can I can kind of imagine... I can kind of imagine the tone it would have. And it feels like I would have enjoyed the movie more. What about uh, Woody Harrelson? Wasn't he in uh, another movie with similar vibes? Natural Born Killers? Was he... Was he... That Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I'm thinking Woody Harrelson might not have been a bad fit, actually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think if around that time he did Natural Born Killers, then I, I think it would have fit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough of this. Okay. I, I regret everything. <laughs> um. Right, it's time to decide who is... The King of the Hill. Cage of the Hill. I'm sorry. <laughs> Close enough. Close. It's not Cage like it's a gimmick for the, the podcast or anything. I mean, you know, it's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Rakan. Right. Wild at Heart versus Lord of War. Um, uh, For me, it's a no dog. I, I, I'm going to say Lord of War still has it. Um, As I said before... Um, not enough crazy cageness or different kind of a cage. Uh, it's just you get you get eleven, and then you get wild pointing, but not not enough. It needs needs more caginess. Juan, do you all agree? right. So easily more cage than um, Lord of War. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Lord of War. Lord of War is lots of good acting, but very little cage. In that sense, I mean, there's like it has a lot of caged man and very little of caged the iconic acting, right? Um, whereas this, this isn't overloaded with like caginess, but it has much more. So I, I would absolutely place it uh, as our reigning, new reigning uh, cage of the hill. Oh, yes, yeah, actually to make a decision. Mm. Um. Just remember, if you decide that this is better than Lord of War, it's better than every other Cage movie you've seen so far. That is is not not how King of the Hills work. That's true. You only have to beat the guy at the top. You don't have to beat all the people that he beat. That's right. So, um, I think I do have to give it to Lord of War. Oh, no. I was hoping you'd actually give it to this movie. (laughs) I, I feel like Lord of War has been there for too long. Yeah, like I wanted to go uh, to, get, but, to get toppled. But I just, there, it was just like, there wasn't enough. It, it was too conventional for me. Oh, like, because Lord of War isn't. <laughs> I'm sorry? Look, you weren't there for the arguments. Okay. Uh-huh. For Tell why the Lord of War was a good film. You can go listen to the podcast. I'm not saying it's not a good film. This is absolutely a worse movie, but that's not the question. Oh, I was certain that you guys were going to give it to this one. That's why I was, you know, very happily and confidently (laughs) can't give this movie a pass. (laughs) 
Well, right. sorry, sorry, Rakan, your mm. weird faint failed. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I just I feel like yeah there was some strong stuff at the start, but it actually I don't think it was really that strong. It was just a lot of shouting, which is <laughs> entertaining, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that like kabuki thing that we were always talking about it was just him shouting mm. the the dance scene was more cagey yeah um with the confrontation with that guy and then you're kind of like is he gonna lose it again and end up braining this dude or not that yeah. was cool yeah. and the singing was very karaoke yeah but Mm, no, I'm gonna have yeah. to give it. And to you, you also have the the bank scene, although I I would say it's a little bit more toned down than the right. uh, the dance floor one. Yeah, but the bank scene again was just more shouting. It wasn't. So where do we rank this okay. one among the other films then? The Cage performance. Aaron, would you like to give us a, the list? Yeah. So the list as it stands, um, is I think is wrong. Oh, okay. good. Excellent. Hang on. What was the last <laughs> film we did? It was The Rock. Uh, right. The Rock, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that's in this list, so we're good. Okay. Cool. So the list as it stands is Lord of War. Right. Vampire's Kiss. Right. Color Out of Space. Okay. Leaving Las Vegas. Mum and Dad. The Rock. Con Air. And Drive Angry. I would put this movie above Mum and Dad. You know what? So would mm. I. Is it really above Mum and Dad? Yes. It's not. It's not just below. If we use just below Mum and Dad. Yeah, I, I'm also okay with just below Mum and Dad, but I think it's I'm about. Okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, okay. I, yeah. I guess I can agree with it being close, and I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I guess, yeah. but I feel like this is strangely enough me as well. Slightly less than than Mum and Dad. Like in Mum and Dad, he. He really crazies out at some pro- some point That's in the movie. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I think it's under. Mom I think you won me yeah. over. Yeah. Because it yeah. was mom and dad, and then and then what did you say after that? The rock. Oh, like, the rock. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's absolutely above yeah. the rock. Way, so. way, way above the rock. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. That's that's what I feel. So uh, punch it, and Aaron. There we go. It has been entered in the ranking system Good. which i just explicitly said is not a ranking system but then we go and turn it into a ranking system immediately after it's it's, it's, it's my podcast uh, i've decided that it's, it's both I, I feel it's like a wave it's how, and a particle it's like how far it's, it's like how far up the hill they got and like they fought the champion because obviously they they go all the way you up get, you get champion, heli lifted Onto then, the top of the hill. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to fight your way up from the bottom. You get dropped no, exactly. directly no, on the top. Exactly like that, right? So you get airlifted yeah. up to the top and you fight the, the, the reigning champion. And then as you get defeated, the question is like, how, how hard did you fall? How far? Exactly. <laughs> how, far like, how hard did you lose? Like, where do you end up, right? And right. apparently this, this time, uh, Wild and Hard ended up just below mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuck. Like mom that. and dad can, can nurse it back to health. The rock in a yeah. mum and dad place. <laughs> that is where it is stuck. <laughs> Thanks for doing that joke. I was like, yes, please go there. Uh, but like, like being a particle wave, it's like Nick. It's like Nicholas Cage's uh, acting. It is both amazing and terrible at the same time. In some cases, Th- yeah. that's that's the philosophy of our 
yeah. for a podcast. I just, I just, I, I can't stress stress enough how mm-hmm. fucking awful I feel like this movie is. Like, <laughs> do you no, think like, it's really, the worst like, one we've seen? I, I think it might be the worst movie. Yes, like, like okay. genuinely, like, because I was thinking, like, you know, people say like, The Room is a really bad movie, right? And I, I would go so far as to say that this is worse than The Room. Not, not on a technical level, maybe, although it's close for that too. But like, The Room is really, really weird because we've it's watched... incompetent. This watched... is really, really weird on purpose. And it's it's disconnected and just fucking terrible. But Despite we also watched Drive Angry. Scenes. Isn't that the worst one? <sighs> no. Drive Angry has the accountant, but then this film has Willem Dafoe. Oh. Yes, yes, but but but, but Drive mm. Angry is more connected than this movie, and it doesn't okay. have completely completely disconnected scenes and characters that have no like they don't serve any purpose like i'm not saying drive angry is a good movie either but like i i i genuinely think this is this might be the worst movie i've ever seen okay it's, oh wow it's, yes i no joke i just you know i it might not be true maybe i'll see like some other movie again that i've already seen and i'll be like oh no this is worse but like i really feel like it's so bad Despite I mean, that, the good scenes. That, that's what you usually get with David Lynch. It's like people either love it or hate it, right? Usually, the case. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you get me in touch with some people that that really love this movie so I can kind of interrogate them so I can see. Oh. Uh, It'd be I'll, interesting I'll, to find some people that love this movie. I'm sure there are tons of people that love this movie. Oh, yeah, because you look, it's the good witch. Yes. People who and aren't... I'm like, okay, but why is she there? And they're like, oh, no, I don't know. It doesn't matter, man. It's so deep. It's like, no, it's not deep just because it's random, motherfucker. <laughs> it's just random because you don't understand it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see the part where she, like, you know, does the thing with her shoes just like in Wizard of Oz? Exactly. Yes. After she got wet. Yeah, yeah and, motherfucker. Yeah. She fucking clicks her heels for no reason. Yeah. And her being wet. She wants to go home. Yeah. To the and evil the... witch. Wait. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so that, that is a conversation you're going to have. I still maintain that Nicolas Cage is Toto, though. Right. <laughs> He's the dog. He is movie. the dog. Oh, I can see that. Okay, uh, Raka, mm-hmm. uh, would you recommend this film? Seems as Jan ah. has made his <laughs> opinion abundantly clear. Ooh, I would say there are other David Lynch movies that you can watch, and there are other Cage movies you can watch. So, um, are there other uh, Willem Dafoe movies you could watch? Yeah, I was just gonna say for that Willem Dafoe though, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to say like watch it just for for you know those scenes where he's in it. I mean, but then he comes in so late though. He comes in yes, such yes. late. Here, here's the movie. an option. There's this there's this great website called um, uh, YouTube. You can go to YouTube <laughs> and you can look up the scenes there. And yeah. it's maybe like 10 minutes, maybe, total scenes yeah. with like Willem Dafoe that's worth yeah. it. You watch it there, and you don't have to watch the entire movie. You can also watch like the dance scene that we mentioned, yeah. maybe even the intro scene, maybe the bank scene. That's kind of that's kind of all the good stuff in the movie. Yeah, and then I'm with you the rest, like one and a half hours or whatever, that's like disconnected garbage. You don't need to see it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Trust me. <laughs> or, or don't. Then watch the movie, I guess, but it's your loss. <laughs> I, I so, yeah. think... If you are a David Lynch fan, 
and you haven't already seen this movie for some weird reason then you'd probably get something out of it but otherwise eh it's not <laughs> it's not really worth it I, I wasn't bored when I watched it and I don't hate it but I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it yeah exactly if you're a David Lynch fan you've already seen it exactly yeah and if you're not a David Lynch fan don't watch this movie yeah, it's very simple. <laughs> so if you haven't seen this movie, don't, don't watch, watch this, this movie. This movie. <laughs> I love it. That's the best way of recommending or not recommending this film. Because the only so, way you've seen this movie before is if you're a David Lynch fan. If someone asks you if they should watch this, say no. Yeah, just say no. Like, you, you haven't seen it because you're not a David Lynch fan. So ergo, don't watch this movie. Cool. Does anybody have anything they would like to add before I wrap it up? Uh, do we know what we're doing next time? So people know what we're doing next time. No, we don't. Should we do face-off? Do you think it's time? It might be Fuck time. It. Yeah, let's go. Because that's... What, what, what's what's this podcast number? I, I don't even number, number them, really. Oh, it's nine? Okay, ten. Face off. That's a te- the tenth move podcast. Let's go. That's, yep. that's a good. Okay. That's a good number. That's it. Perfect. Okay, next, guys. Everybody. Face off. Get on your Netflix or use NordVPN. Use promo code Wild at Nord. Wild at Nord. <laughs> cage Cage at Nord. <laughs> cage at Nord. <laughs> For thirty three percent off at NordVPN. Yeah, log in to uh, NordVPN and use the promo code KJOFF and you'll probably give that other podcast that has the same name <laughs> some money um, because we don't have a deal with them. But if you if you want to support them, that's fine. Yeah. I don't... It doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't cost us anything. So, Aaron, fine. You, you need to tweet at them and tell them to get a uh, deal with NordVPN. Tell them we ha- we're We've sending already, people. We're already sending people. <laughs> So Guys, you to need get to get it. on this now. <laughs> you need to have a, a code, and that's the code that we're telling people. <laughs> get them. So Our armies them of listeners are hitting there right now. <laughs> oh, we should totally, we should totally do like an exchange, right? So they, they also go like, oh, you can support us here, but it's our code, and we do their code, and we'll swap. Oh no. I- I, I was thinking we should do an episode for their feed and they should do an episode for our feed. Oh, that's also good. Everyone gets I like that. Yeah. Totally confused. Why? Like people are like, yeah, you, I'm listening to KJOF. Like, no, all the hosts are different. Why do we want to put their listeners off their podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that does get really angry. It doesn't sound like a us. fun thing to do. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's that's all I want to say. Four okay. yours, Aaron. So face off next week or two weeks or three weeks or however long mm-hmm. it takes. Yeah, um, it's out when it's out, motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, if you want to tell us uh, how much you hate the fact that we don't have a strict uh, release schedule, you can tweet us at Cast, or you can email me if you still live in 1990 at contact at cageoff.se did they have email in 1990 yeah they did um and yeah, early email i think yeah yeah and let us know just stuff just tell us how much you hate us 
that that'd be great and any recommendations for movies or shit we got wrong come on bring it on we're we're never wrong that's that's why no one is contacting us (laughs) 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 we're not creating enough anger on the internet because we're always correct and we're always apolitical yeah we need to (laughs) find some crazy um uh, thing to support to get people angry and riled up yeah so uh until next time uh we'll catch you later and remember trans rights are human rights bye